0: The the title of this message is called Be Vigilant. Be Vigilant. And this message came because of everything that, uh, you know, I'm seeing, I'm hearing. And also not only seeing and hearing in the media, but also, you know, in my prayer time and when I read the word. And also on social media, people sending things around and, you know, people send a lot around a lot of things. So we live in a time when everyone who wants a platform to speak or promote their ideas can do so. The ability to reach a huge audience is astounding. There are different groups, beliefs, causes, conspiracy theories, the list is endless. This is the best of times and the worst of times. The best of times because the truth can be told and disseminated to many. The worst of times because equally lies can also be told and disseminated. There is now so much strife and confusion, which is dangerous, because lies, misinformation, half-truth can be spread quickly and reach a large audience faster. The danger is because a large majority of people will not seek the truth try to do unbiased research and weigh the information for themselves. They believe what is told to them and believe based on their own bias and selfishness. People do not take the time to sift through all the information, process it, weigh it, and think. We should judge a source to be reliable if that source has a history of what has been declared over time proven to be true. You will know if a person is truthful, if what they say actually happened. And reliable if over time has a history of being truthful or can be trusted. And of course, the opposite is true. Now, the Bible in James chapter 3, verse 16, do not turn turn there. I'm just going to read, uh, read something. The Bible in, in James chapter 3, verse 16, 16 states, and I'm reading from the Amplified Bible. It says, for where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, discord and clashes, there is disorder, unrest, rebellion, and ever every evil thing, and morally degrading practice or practices. So we have seen this unfold and become more intense in this country. However, we know that where sin abounds, grace much more abound. But where sin, and in other words, where sin has increased, God's remarkable gracious gift of grace, his unmerited favor, has surpassed it and increased all the more. Now, the believer in Jesus Christ must not be lazy. The believer in Jesus Christ must not be lazy. And I'll qualify that a bit later on in the message. We have to ask the Lord for help. We have to do our homework. Verify information. Try the Spirit. Study the Word and pray. And ask the Lord to show us what is true. The Lord Jesus continues to show himself to be who he said he was what he told us ahead of time continues to be true <laughs> that i mean that is that's very important what he said 2000 over 2000 years ago has over time proven to be true now in john 16 verses 1 and verse 4 Jesus is speaking here and he said, these things I have spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. The word stumble there is so that you would not be tripped up. You would not be walking in darkness. you will be able to see where you're going. In other words, you will be able to understand what is happening in the times that you're living in. He said, I have told you these things I have spoken to you these things so you would not be made to trip, get tripped up. And verse four says, but these things I have told you when, that when the time comes, you may remember that I told you of them. He's saying, I told you these things. And when he was speaking and it's recorded in the, in the gospel, I have told you these things. So when it happens, you believe what I said. Jesus, as I said, over time, what he said 2,000 years ago, over time it has been unfolding to be the truth because what he said, it has been happening. What Jesus said happens, he said it so when it happens, we may believe and know that what he said is true. So as far as I know, Jesus has a track record, a history of being truthful because what he said has happen and continues to happen. So I would say that he has a good track record and his word has shown to be true and he, of course, is trustworthy because I don't think anyone on this line or anyone who says they believe in Jesus would say Jesus is not truthful. Now, my text today is from Second Timothy chapter 3, verses 13 and 14, and I would like you to turn there, please. Second Timothy chapter three verses 13 and 14. So I'm going to start reading from verse 13. Verse 13 states, but evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them, or from whom you have learned. I'm going to repeat that. Evil men and impostors will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But you must continue in the things which you have learned and been assured of, knowing from whom you have learned them. Another version of this, it says, but evil men and imposters or seducers, the, the old kingdom says seducers, but it also means imposters. seducers shall grow worse and worse deceiving and being deceived. And what I want to focus on is I'm going to focus on verse thirteen today, and I want to define some of the words that were that were in this, in this uh, scripture. So it's very important that we have the right definition, so we understand. What we are saying. Now the word imposters, that's in the New King James and the Old King James is a seducer. So I'll define what a seducer is. A seducer is a person who entices someone to do or believe something inadvisable or foolhardy. A seducer is a person who entices someone to do or believe something inadvisable or foolhardy. An imposter is a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, especially for fraudulent gain. Now, the Bible definition for this word deceiving and deceived in verse 13, it says the word to go astray, to seduce, and I just read what the definition of a seducer is, to be out of the way, to to take you off course. Now, the the, the dictionary definition of deceit, it means the action or practice of deceiving someone by concealing or misrepresenting the truth. And the word deceive means to cause to accept as true or valid what is false or invalid. I mean, these are very, you know, Some of you may know what it means, but I want to read it so that everyone is clear of what the true definition of these words are. And it's very important that we understand what they mean so that when we see it, we recognize what it is. Okay, so it says, and I'm going to read now the long version of this scripture. Evil men and imposters or seducers, those who entice others to believe and take a course of action that is inadvisable or fooled hardy shall grow worse and worse, deceiving, which is causing others to accept a lie as truth. And being deceived, they themselves accepting a lie as truth, all right? So I don't want to beat this to death, but I want you to understand the context and the true meaning of that verse. So what we are seeing, and it's becoming more prevalent are evil people, imposters and seducers, liars. We may think that this statement only applies to people in the world, but I believe that this also applies to the church. And I, and if, for those who cannot see me, I put church in quotes. Currently in the church, there is a mixture. And I will show you where I got that from. If you go to Matthew chapter 13, I'm going to read the parable of the tares, the wheat and the tares. So if you go to Matthew chapter 13, and we start at verse 24. And it's very interesting that when I read this, um, when I was doing the this message, I was just taking to these, to these scriptures. And I saw, I saw something that was very, uh, very interesting. And I hope you see it too. Okay, I'm going to read Matthew chapter 13, verse 24 through 30. And then I'll read verse 36 through 42. Okay, it says here, now this is Jesus speaking. Another parable he put forth to them saying. Now Jesus is speaking to, with the disciples present and he's speaking to a crowd of people. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. So you could call tares wheat if you like. Verse 26, but when the grain had sprouted and produced a crop, then the tares also appeared. So the servants of the owner came and said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? How then does it have tares? He said to them, an enemy has done this. The server said to him, do you want us then to go and gather them up? No, lest while you gather up the tares, you also uproot the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest and the time of the harvest I will say to the reapers, first gather, look together the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. Now, if you go to verse 36, the disciples now, after Jesus was finished speaking, asked were asking the meaning of this parable. So in verse 36, it says here, then Jesus, then Jesus sent the multitude away. And went into the house. And his disciples came to him saying. Explain to us the parable of the tares of the field. He answered and said to them. He who sows the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seeds are the sons of the kingdom. But the tares are the sons of the wicked one. The enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are the angels. Therefore, as the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so it will be at the end of this age. Verse 41, the Son of Man will send out his angels, and they will gather out of his kingdom all things that offend and those who practice lawlessness, and will cast them into the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. All right. So that's as far as I'm going to read. So what I want to touch on there, Jesus gave this parable and I believe this, you know, this parable explains the current state of the world and the kingdom of God and what it will continue to be like until or when Jesus returns. Now, in the parable here, Jesus said the world is the field, and in the world are the sons of the kingdom. Now, when they talk about the sons of the kingdom, it's referring to the called out ones. And what is called out ones? It's referring to the ecclesia. The ecclesia are the called out ones, the sons of the kingdom. That's those who have fellowship with Jesus, the ones walking in the light. In John 10, 14, Jesus, the word of God says, the, Jesus says, I am the good shepherd and I know my sheep and am known by my own. He said, I know my sheep and my sheep know me. The tares are the sons of the wicked one, as the scripture says. The wicked one sowed them, raised them up and they do his will knowingly and unknowingly. Understand, not everyone who serves the wicked one know that they are doing it. There are those who do it knowingly and willingly. But there are those who are doing it and don't know they are even doing it. We tend to think this applies to those only in the world, but I believe that is erroneous. There are those in the sheepfold who are not of Jesus's flock. They appear as angels of light and there are scriptures for that, but they are not. They are not of his sheepfold. They appear as angels of light. They appear as if they're part of the kingdom of God, but they are not. They resist the truth and are disapproved concerning the faith. Their folly will be revealed to all The Lord will overthrow false teachers and imposters. You will see it manifest by their fruit in these challenging times and the challenging times to come. The Lord is shaking everything and the shaking will get more intense. And what survives will be the truth. What survives will be the truth. Now, as I said, this is a mixture or there is a mix. In the kingdom of God, there's a mix in the earth because it says, says what the earth is, what the world is. And it's there, there are wheat and there are tares, they are sons of the kingdom and they are sons of the evil one. And this, as I said, mixture or this, this uh, conglomerate, this mixture will continue until the time for the harvest. However, before that time, we must be able to discern what is true and what is false. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7 verse 15 through 16 you don't have to turn there you can record it and read it on your time beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves you will know them by their fruit now the reason why I'm saying this and as I said in the beginning there is a lot of things that are going on in this world there's a platform where there's truth and there's platform where there's misinformation where there are lies half truth and we have to be vigilant we have to be on guard okay now in 2nd Peter chapter 2 I will I'm going to read this scripture you can turn there if you like but I'm going to read 2nd Peter chapter 2 verses 1 through 3 And and the scripture says, but there were also false prophets among the people, even as there were, there will be false teachers among you. He said there will be false teachers among you. And will be means future. He said there are and there will be. So there are and there will be. Will be is future. So we know there are false teachers among the people. who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who brought them, and bring on themselves swift destruction. And many will follow their destructive ways because of whom the way of truth will be blasphemed. Understand, God will judge false teachers. However, we are not to get caught up in speaking things without knowledge making false statements and false accusations. We have to speak up for the truth and not allow our hearts to become coarse towards those we disagree with. I know we can get emotional. I know all of us have a passionate stance in, in one way or the other. We are not to allow our passions to make us coarse against those we disagree with. Because we are buying into the whole strife and quarreling and disagreement. It says the child of God was me must pursue peace. So we must pray for those who we disagree with. We must pray for those who we know are in error so that they will be saved. For their eyes to be opened. This is the heart of God. Because God allows the rain to fall on the just and the unjust. We are to love our enemies, do good to those who hate us. Pray for and and do good to those we do not like. We cannot allow our own lust to derail our walk in Christ. We have to guard our heart. Now, let me just conclude by saying this. Our environment is a mixture. The Bible talks about, the disciples said, even though we walk with Christ, and this was before he was, he resurrected. They walked with him in a natural. But they say after he rose from, from the dead and he ascended to the father and the Holy Spirit came and filled them. They say, even though we walk with Christ, we no longer know him after the flesh. We know him now after the spirit. And that, my brothers and sisters, is very, very important for us to remember. I don't care how much you like me or don't like me. If you didn't like me, you wouldn't be on the line. So I'm assuming everyone likes me. I don't care what I say. I am imploring you to verify the things that I say. Okay? I won't take offense. I think that is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. Verify what I have said. Because I can be in error. I am not infallible. Okay? but. Those who know me know my heart. They know, they know that I want to do what's right, but I can, I can make mistakes. Understand, we must be watchful. We must be vigilant. And what does vigilant mean? Keeping careful watch for possible danger or difficulty. We have to be careful. We have to be careful just sending things to people through social media. I get a lot of stuff through social media, Facebook and so forth, WhatsApp, people just sending things. Be careful what you're sending. Let me ask you a question. Do you, most of us, do we take the time to read through what it is we are sending? Do we take the time, when we say like, do we read what we are, do we really read the whole thing and send it? Let me give you an example. Somebody, I got something through Facebook. It was a long, I mean, it was so much to read. So I started reading and the first half was spot on. I was like, wow, this person really, I don't know this, know. And this person is saying, you know, this is what the Lord put on their heart. And they were spot on. And as I continued reading, I started, my spirit started to get grieved. Because what I noticed, I started seeing error. I said, wait a minute. This don't make any sense. And then I realize something. If you put enough truth in something and send it to someone, if the person doesn't take the time to read it properly, investigate, verify, that person takes what is being said as the truth. We have to be careful. Because if you put enough truth in something, doesn't make it the truth. You gotta read it in, it, in it in its entirety. Understand what it is that that person is saying. And try, and which is very difficult as human beings, to have an objective look or an objective evaluation of what is being said. Because if you understand and remember my definition of a deceiver, deceivers are people who would make a lie sound like the truth. And when we just say like and send things without evaluating them properly, we are in league unknowingly with a deceiver. And what I believe deceivers are depending on, they are depending on people to not verify the material and just send it along to others. They're depending on people's laziness to disseminate information so you are un- unknowingly I'm not saying you 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 doing it I'm saying you are unknowingly helping them deceivers to disseminate erroneous information we have to take the time to verify what you are sending you are responsible for the information you perpetuate I think I need repeat I need to repeat that you are responsible for the information you are perpetuating. If you choose to watch, read things sent to you, you should also verify, check the source, check the word of God, especially if it has biblical references, wear the information, pray, and then decide if it's true or not. Then if it is edifying, if you choose, you want to send it, send it. If it's not, discard it. You do not want to be an unwitting, accomplice the deception. And let me, I just give you a simple example. Somebody sent me a video. And if you understand technology, when I looked at the video, the setup looks like typical newsroom. But with technology, you could put a false background. You just dress up in a suit. You, you know, the person that you're interviewing, All they have to say is put this person's credentials, and then we believe that based on this person's credentials and what we are seeing and what this person is saying, it makes sense, because after all, this person has the credential. So when this was sent to me, I said, wait a minute, let me just check the credentials of this person who is speaking here, who's supposed to be the subject matter authority. So I googled the person's name and I went back and I saw a few things about this person. And I saw there were things that were enough information to have me judge or be very um, questioned, to question this person's character. When I saw that, I said, you know something? This person doesn't have a track record of being honest and truthful. So what I did, I said, nope, this is erroneous. I cannot. Believe what this person is saying. Number one, I don't know this person. And for what I can see, the little information I took the two minutes to Google this person, I see that there are issues with them as a professional. So I cannot believe what this person is saying. It doesn't take long. It just takes a little effort on your part to verify what you're hearing because this is very important. And the person person sent it to me and then i went to work the, the next day and this person this other person who is a christian was telling me about this video but i didn't know it was the same video so the person sent it to me i went once it started i knew it was i saw the video i said oh it's the same video so i told the Christ, this christian bible walking taught, uh, quoting the word of god goes to church every sunday i said listen This, somebody sent me this video. And if you look and took the time to check the credentials and the validity of this person, I said, you would see that this is an error. So this person didn't take the time to, to investigate. They just got something and they just sent it out. So we have to be very careful. We have to be vigilant. We have to be watchful, not only for our own heart, but the heart of our brethren in Christ so that we do not perpetuate deception. Amen. Amen. So just be careful. If you choose to watch something, if you choose to read it, sift it through the word of God. Even preachers online, anything sent in a Bible quote, you verify that. And if the spirit, it's not easy with your spirit, don't send it. If you don't know, call somebody or read, up, read upon it. Ask the Lord. The Lord will show you. What's the rush in sending something off? What is the rush to respond to something? We all like, like, like. We all send things off. But how much do we really spend the time to read it and evaluate it? So um, that's just a, something I just wanted to bring to your attention. Okay? We're here to edify one another. And don't be deceived when you start reading something. People put just enough truth. To make it sound like it's real. All right. So we are not to be gullible. We are to test and try the spirit. Don't be too quick to hit forward. Send or share. Or like. Okay. All right. So that's all I have for today. So I hope you received something today. And God willing that you join us next time.